Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
everyone, and welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. This is T-Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am an energy therapist and certified sound therapist with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where we are streaming to you live as we do every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Our chat room is open, so feel free to join the discussion that's already happening online. We do keep an eye on the chat room. So if you have a question, go ahead and post it, and we will do our best to get your question on air. As an alternative, for those of you who are on the go and you can't continue to listen online, please call us directly by dialing 347-202-0227, and that way you can listen via phone, or please, if you are driving about, use your Bluetooth. You know, we all have a story to share. However, some are so very profound and make an impact that we never saw coming. And this evening, we have an example of that to share with all of you. My guest is Diane Taylor, founder, president, and CEO of Pass It Along, a not-for-profit organization committed to helping teenagers become confident, resilient, and compassionate through self-discovery, volunteerism, and leadership. Diane was inspired to start Pass It Along in 2001 after a group of neighborhood teenagers asked her to help them collect food for a local food pantry. Prior to founding Pass It Along, Diane was a physical education teacher, a program director at a large sports and fitness club, and she owned and managed a tennis academy. Diane has received numerous awards for her service to the community, including New Jersey Heroes and E-Achievement presented by E-Town and the Cargacy Foundation. She's a mom to four adult children, a sibling to seven brothers and sisters, and she credits her passion for serving others to her parents. Diane believes in living life to the fullest and daily seeks to help others reach their full potential. So good evening, Diane. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. How are you being this evening? Thank you so much, T-Love, for having me tonight, and it's such an honor to be in your presence. I thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you for that. I am a big believer in paying things forward, which really isn't that much different from Pass It Along, but you really took that belief to an incredibly impactful level. What was the catalyst for you starting this not-for-profit organization? I know the kids were helping you in the neighborhood, but that, that, it had to be more than that. Well, it was really interesting because, um, you know, for a few years I was feeling like there was, there was a stirring, an unrest within, within me, and it was uh, something that was just saying, there's something more. At the time, I had a full-time job. I loved it. I was a program director, as you had just mentioned. I loved it. So I kind of kept trying to, you know, quiet this down, you know, this inside stirring. But there was a problem because the young people, I was actually teaching a religious ed uh, um, class for uh, many years, and the young people within that class, they were pushing for more. Like they, we served together a few times, and they wanted it to be every time we met. And what was interesting, it was I, I couldn't put them off. And sometimes there would be neighborhood kids that would say, hey, can we go do something? Can we go volunteer together? So I saw the need. I saw the hunger that they had, the thirst they had to give back. And it wasn't always easy. A lot of times young people are invited to and, you know, cleanups, things like that, but not so much one-on-one with another human being. And they were hungry for that. When I brought them into a shelter or I brought them somewhere, having an adult present, 
it was okay. So they they were pushing this, and it, and it had gone on for a while, and it was interesting because a close friend I had talked to all the time about it and just said, but I love my job, so I just kind of kept on going. And then one day she was she received this book, um, and it's entitled The Prayer of Jabez. And the, the whole prayer is just summed up like, Lord, just bless me, bless me with an abundance so that I can serve you. It's the most beautiful prayer, but just the whole idea of, Bless me so that I can do good, you know. And I'll tell you, I read this book, and I knew without a shadow of a doubt, I've never in my whole entire life never done anything like this, but I knew without a doubt that I was called. It was a calling, and I know Mother Teresa talked about that all the time, and I never quite understood, but I knew in that instant I was called, and there was no question about what I had to do. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew I was called, and that was the bottom line. I'm called to do something here. And um, I took a huge leap of faith at that point, and I did, um, I did let my work know that I would be leaving because um, I didn't give much detail, <laughs> but I did say <laughs> that I'd be leaving. Um, I have something that I'm being called to do. That's incredible because I'm familiar with the Prayer of Jabez, and I love that, that book too. And, you know, your story is just so inspiring because you did take a leap of faith. You really worked hard. You listened to your guidance. You took action. You were persistent. You had no doubt. Now, other people can do one or maybe a few of those things, but you accomplished them all. You just simply kept going. But how? How did you do that? What kept you going to to be able to just know that this is absolutely positively what I need to do. You, you quit your job. You just said, I'm done, and you did this. Yeah, you know, it was, I completely knew that I was being called. So I knew that without a doubt. Um, what I will tell you that I, people will say, like, you're the founder of Passing Along, and, and you know, this came, this came from above. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. There, this was completely laid on my heart. I never knew what that meant when people said that, but, but I got it. One morning, all of it was after I made the decision, okay, I hear you calling me. It was, gosh, within a few weeks, that one morning, it was completely the whole vision of what Pass It Along um, was to become was laid on my heart, and I just started writing. I didn't know what it meant. I still... Some of it is still not completely clear, but, um, but it's amazing. I would say we're doing about half of, of what I was given 12 years ago. Uh, but what I will tell you, it was, it's completely the, the, the belief for me. It wasn't anything I was coming to the table with. It was the belief that I knew that I was being called to something and that it was just about keeping faith. And that was that was it. That was the only thing that was important. Um, through the you know through the next like say six eight months, what I what I did I, I and I believe all of this was given to me too. The ideas of you know first of all I I did pray often. Oh, I prayed all the time, but I prayed often <laughs> about certain things like you know please don't have me go to anyone that is going to. Um, kind of poo-poo the idea because I knew it wasn't strong enough. I didn't even have, I had things on paper, but I didn't really know what it meant. So I was going to, you know, for like six to eight months, I was knocking door to door. I was, you know, as far as the schools and the churches and going to anyone that would, would give me the time. 
And it was only so that I could un- better understand what I was given and, wow, does this, is there a need? All the nonprofit organizations, the homeless, was there a need? And what was so beautiful, T, in all that time, I never, ever ran into a naysayer. So I never, my, there was nothing that made me doubt for a minute because everywhere I went, the doors were just wide open. And I do believe that was completely guided to. I don't, I don't think that was by chance, but I know that for me that I had it in my mind that if I did run into someone or, you know, anyone that really, you know, out of fear or whatever, they may just kind of be like, oh, I don't think that would work. I, I, I knew that in my mind that I would just kind of get us into a new topic because, um, as I said, I just knew I had to be around that positive energy. I had to be around people that could really understand that the, the, it was a huge vision. It was huge, you know? And, you know, it's, that's a very key point that you're making, that you set an intention is what you did, that please don't have me be around any naysayers because you didn't want to dissipate the energy. You wanted to move forward with it. And, you know, when you're not around people who are saying, oh, that's not going to work because they're not thinking it through and they don't see your vision, when you're around people who do think, okay, she can do that. If she says she can do it, she can do it. It just propels you and gives you more momentum so that you can move forward. And, boy, are you in alignment with what you want to do, and you absolutely were. But that was a great intention that you set, and I think that's a very key thing that people need to understand. Yes, you're right. And it, it was so remarkable how it worked. But you're, you are so right with the, the intention that, you know, um, that it, you know, no one would, no, everybody that I would come in contact with would help to further this vision, and that's what happened. Yeah, and, and what a great vision you've had. Now, you've been at this, that was 2001, so you're in your 13th year, and it's still yeah. going strong. And it is an organization that's committed to helping teenagers through their involvement with the group to learn about being positive, strong, learning a sense of self, discovering their gifts. It seems to me that it's all-encompassing, and it offer more about the realities of life than what is typically taught in the standard first 12 years of school. I don't know. Is that fair to say, or am I not giving our education system enough credit? Well, you know, I, I, I really I know many educators that are just amazing people. I don't know as much about the curriculum, um, but what I do know is this: the schools have opened their doors. They've opened their doors. I mean, wide open to this program. Even without, I, I mean, we have we have curriculum, but it's nothing like a school would have, you know. Um, and our measurement, I mean, this is fairly new. Some of the the program where we're going in health classes. This has been only we piloted it in the last two years, and it's amazing how the schools have opened their doors wide. So. Um, I, I think that what you're saying, it, they, they recognize, T, that we are missing this piece, and so that's why they, they are so hungry, too. And the more that they have to prove so much with their te- the test and the scores and everything, it's even more apparent that, okay, well, we still need some of this character education. We still need some of this foundational core value, um, core, core values that we're talking about in the classroom. Um, so it's been it's been so beautifully received from the schools. That is wonderful to hear because it is such an important part of life that 
I don't think was part of the curriculum of a school. So you're actually giving them something that they can work with that, like you said, the kids are hungry. They want this, you know. And years ago, years ago, Oprah told everyone, you just need to discover your passion and go with it. Find your passion and do it. That's what makes your life so fulfilling, and that's what gives you purpose and makes you truly happy. And although I agree with that wholeheartedly, the problem with what she was saying was that she never explained how one goes about discovering their passion, which is a first step. And if you don't know what to do, if you don't know how to take that first step, you're not going anywhere or discovering anything. But Pass It Along, as I understand it, has designed a workshop series called Discover Your Passion and Purpose. And you actually provide the process teenagers learn how to take that first step, but it doesn't stop there. You provide the steps necessary so they can implement what they've discovered and really move toward life and their own journey, working their true path. Would you mind telling us more about that? Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, and this is completely my passion. So I've been in a lot of uh, different walks in Pass It Along, And isn't it interesting, in the last two years, I have found my greatest passion within this program. So so I I know within the next year or two, this is what I will be doing every day, day in and day out. And and that is my passion, I just wanted to mention. Um, But it is a program that's, it's it's an amazing program. It's grounded in self-awareness, gratitude, and service. And you think about it, it's, it's knowing who you are. It's being grateful and then doing for others. It's what life is all about. And you think of every um, single, you think of religions and and, um, spiritual walks. I mean, that's what everything is grounded. You know, all of these um, uh, different faiths and spiritual practices are grounded in that as well. What's uh, really great is we go in, and it's a three day 45 minute workshop okay so we go in three different days and it's really engaging really interactive it um it definitely helps to build self-esteem um and more important than self-esteem even is self-acceptance you know really getting uh, learning to embrace ourselves and to love ourselves so the very first day um, and t i'm going to invite you i can't wait to you see this program because you are i <laughs> i just I adore you. I admire the work that you do. So I look forward to actually having you in these workshops. Um, what I will tell you is the, the very first day when we're talking about self-awareness, we begin by just talking about, we first we tell them that we're coming in maybe with some new ideas, maybe not, because we want them to know we're not force-feeding this, you know, our, our agenda and telling them how to think and how to be. So we, we may have some new ideas. And we just invite you just to walk with them. Just try them on. Just take a little walk, see if it works for you, any part of it. And um, so right away we kind of set the stage that, okay, uh, you know, this is for you to, to, to figure out if it works for you or, you know, if it, if it means something to you. So um, we begin with, you know, the idea of our thoughts create our future. Every single thought that we think it is creating who we are becoming. So we talk about that, and we talk about our thoughts. And a lot of times, more often than not, adults and young people, we're thinking we're not okay, that we're not good enough, and we're not measuring up. 
And so we talk about that. And then, and then we go into the whole, whole idea. Well, first of all, we tell them it's all a lie. We're magnificent. And we've got to hone in on what's special about us. That's all we've, we've got. That's, that is what we want to do. Figure that out because when we're trying to be to the, uh, to the drum of a different drummer and we're trying to be like everyone else, that's when we're not comfortable and we're not okay and we don't feel okay. But the more we get in tune and in touch with really what makes our heart sing, what gets us to jump out of bed in the morning, what gets us really revved up and excited, that's when we'll start discovering more about who we are and the uniqueness we bring to the world. You know, I used to teach a program called I'm Somebody Special. And it was, it was just for the little kids, and we would, you know, decorate our, our thumbs, and, you know, they would go around and they would say, I'm somebody special, and <laughs> just that only one person in the whole world has the thumbprint that I have, right? And they would go around, and they would, they're, they're first, second graders, and they would go around saying what was special about them. And you think about it, when you were in kindergarten and first grade, you had that attitude that you were unstoppable, that you were amazing, and where, at what point... Did that change? So we talk, we, we talk about this, but the great part is, you know, we make sure that the, um, the conversation isn't too long because we want to make sure that we leave time for them to do an experiential exercise. So I'll give you an example. We break up into, into small groups. And this one exercise on self-awareness, they would write I, my, my name at the top, so I'd write Diane, and then I am, and then one good thing about myself. And I used to say, you know, something amazing about you. And then I stopped over the last year or so because it was so hard sometimes for a young person to come up with something good. I, I, it put on too much pressure. So anyway, they would write one good thing about themselves. And then each person would pass their um, index card around, and everyone in that circle would write something good about everyone in that circle. So it gets back to this one girl. And she just breaks down in tears. And, you know, you, I knew that she wanted to say something. So we kind of, you know, sometimes when someone doesn't, they back up. But you knew she wanted to talk, so we gave her that space. And she said, you know, I've gone to school with, these, with the, all of you for my whole life since I was in kindergarten, kindergarten. And she goes, I never knew you thought such good things about me. She said, I couldn't write one good thing about myself not because I couldn't think of it, but she said it's because I didn't think one good thing about myself. So these mm-hmm. are the kind of things that happen um, in, in the classroom. One more, T, if you don't want, mind one more. that No, I go right ahead. Please do. This is okay, good. You interrupt me anytime. Um, <laughs> but another one is gratitude, you know. Uh, and this, to me, this is something that's been life-altering in my life. Just, and I'll tell you, they, they say that you teach what you have to learn. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I've taught for so many years, you know, um, and, and it is amazing that I find myself teaching what I need at that moment. And for gratitude, oh, gosh, this has been life-altering. It, it really changes up everything. It changes up every relationship, every circumstance. So often we're looking at the lack. We're looking at in our relationship, what are they doing wrong? What's not going well? How are they not coming up, you know, to, to our standards? And instead mm-hmm. of focusing on, wow, how, how they fill my life, how this person fills my life, how, how, how 
fortunate I am to have them in my life. And same as circumstances. You know, we're looking at things that aren't working in our job and, and at home and at school. And just by shifting that, just that ever so gently shift of saying, hey, let's start focusing on what is going well. And let's start really emphasizing that. And so I, I will tell you one story that happened. A young boy um, who's a freshman in high school, he was we, – we do this exercise that I do centering. And, you know, T, I know um, you're very much into meditation and yoga, and um, we are actually doing this in the classroom, which is crazy. I, I can't it's, – it's just thrilling, but um, – a little bit surprising sometimes that they've allowed this. Uh, we call it centering as opposed to meditation, but we go in and, and we do a centering practice and we have them thinking about what they're grateful for and then actually honing in on one person that has really made a tremendous difference in their life. And so we're walking through uh, the idea of if that person was standing in front of you, what would you say to them right now? And then the idea of how that feels, how you feel, and then how do, how do you think that person that's receiving this beautiful, you know, the thoughts of, of thanks and gratitude, how do you think they're feeling about this? So after we come out of the centering practice, then, um, the, you know, we ask the young people uh, who would like to, who we actually called it truth or dare, truth or dare, and then the kids get really excited <laughs> like dare, and we're like, yeah. okay, <laughs> call the person you were just thinking about. And tell them how much you care about them. Tell them how much you love them. Tell them how grateful you are. Whatever you want, but whatever you wrote or whatever you were thinking about, share that. This one boy, he, oh my gosh, it was just so beautiful. He grabbed the phone. He said, I'm calling my mom. And he calls his mother. And, I mean, within seconds, she's in tears. He's in tears. And then the whole cut, we're all crying. And after he gets off, you could see he wanted to say something, and we gave him that time. And he said, you know, you all think that I just moved here. He's a freshman in high school. He goes, you think I just moved in town this year. But he said, but what you don't know is I've been in, in and out of 12 foster homes, and this is the first person, the first family that kept me. And he said, beyond that, my mother told me that no matter what you do, there's nothing you can do that's going to ever, ever have me give you back, that you will never be able to do anything in my eyes where I'm not your mother for your rest of your life. So these are the things that are kind of, these are the things that are happening within the classrooms. It's amazing. You know, I mean, there's so much good that's coming out of this program. I do have a, a question from the chat room, if you don't mind. A uh, gentleman would like to know, how do you select your ambassadors, the people who present your program? So what we do is we do um, – it's people that have been helping out in our area. So we actually look for like-minded people. We talk to them about our program, and that's exactly – and that is such an important question because we have had people that have been amazingly um, – good at uh, uh, helping us maybe create the curriculum, but maybe not as much in the, in the presenting, you know, uh, and, you know, that's not their style. So it is important just to gather them to, we call them the uh, passion and purpose peeps, <laughs> and we actually spend time together. Then we get to know who, is, who are the presenters, 
who are the people that maybe are just going to help in, in helping come up with the exercises and DVDs and things like that? That's great. That's really, I mean, I think that everything that you're doing is incredible for these people and the fact, the kids, and especially the fact that the schools are allowing it to come in and be a part of it and the extension. It's like it's an extension program, I'm thinking. And I understand that volunteering is such a big part of your organization. And that's key because I think when you look at how we do bring up children, that's really not, it's not instilled in them early on. And it's really not even taught that well in schools. But you have people who volunteer as part of your organization. Do you find that once the teenagers have participated in Pass It Along, do they then come back to Pass It Along and so that they can pass things along, whatever it is that they've learned with the new teenagers that are in the program? Oh, that's such a good question. So first of all, I have to start with saying that they are, these young people are touched and they are never the same, but that's for all of us. Once we know what it feels like when we felt what it felt, you know, feels like to help another human being, you can't stay away from that. Or when you are away from it, you know something's missing. I can give you an example. My daughter went to college, and she had said um, in her freshman year, she, you know, she said everything was great. I'm in the classes, the professors. She loved her friends. You know, just every part of college, it was just as great as she could have ever imagined. She did say that something was stirring inside of her and there was something missing and she couldn't she just didn't know what it was. And she had come home then for the for uh, the holiday break and um you know began volunteering and she said, "Mom, I realized what it was." I cuz she her and her friend they lived at passed along and all of a sudden they were away from that and she missed it. You you do. You you miss it um, completely. I will tell you that that's probably the, the most beautiful part of this story, um, that, you know, people sometimes say to me, what, what drives you? What drives your staff? And it's like, are you kidding? All you have to do is be around these young people, and you see the impact that this program has on their life. It, it becomes part of their philosophy. It becomes their attitude. It, it's their way of life. That's what volunteering is. It's their way of life. We have young people that have created, have discovered their careers by volunteering. Uh, one young girl, her basketball team, they had to come and serve, and it was um, playing basketball with mentally and physically challenged adults. And she said, oh, I went because I had to. The coach made us. After doing this for a few weeks in a row, she knew this was this was a group of people she never even understood or knew about really much, and her career is uh, she went actually um, to college for to work with mentally and physically challenged people. That's what she wants to do now. So those wow. kind of stories happen all the time. I will tell you that um, we are after the after young people come back from college and they you know they they're with their family and they say hi to their friends. We're like their third call. They call us, what's going on? I'm home for the summer, what's going on? They're hungry for this. One, one summer, um, not this summer, the summer before, we had our young people serving in nine different countries in the world. 
So they were in orphanages. They were in. They were teaching AIDS, AIDS awareness education. Just it was beautiful. But we, it was that many countries that they were serving in in just one summer alone. You know, you have to realize, and I'm sure you do, but I'm going to say this because I think sometimes we need to be told that other people recognize the things that are going on. But these teenagers who have gone on and found their careers because of the program that you have, Lord only knows how long it would have taken them to find out what it is they had to do in their life, their purpose, and and moving on and such. You have to realize that what you're doing is just like – it's really helping them so very much to get them on their journey a whole lot faster. You know that, right, Diane? <laughs> well, that is, it. yeah, I, I was going to say that's our hope, but you know what? We, you're right, T. We see it, and we see it every day. And, you know, you had made mention of this isn't something, even like the, discovering your passion and purpose. We don't just mm-hmm. go into health classes and we'll walk away. Then we're in touch with them completely. Through, through our volunteerism, and, the, and, we, and then we do continued um, programs, Discovering Your Passion and Purpose, in the community so that they can come to that as well. So the idea that we're constantly exploring what is your passion, because we always say that passion does lead to your purpose so, so often. So we, we say that that's where you begin. Let's start talking about what gets you really excited. Sometimes young people, they don't really know. And, and, and adults, too. But when we start yeah. talking, well, do you like music? Well, do you like, let's talk about that. Like, and so we, it, it's a lot of exploring, a lot of discovery. Um, sometimes it's about listening to your friends and, and to others, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, I love that. I love when I do that. You know, and it's just, it's, it, it, it takes time. One thing I love about Passing Along, I know I'm going to hang up and there's going to be things I forget, but one thing <laughs> that I love is that it gives us a chance to be so connected in, in a world that um, offers us great opportunity with technology uh, and, and, and so on and so forth. And at the same time, we do have to watch because we can become so disconnected to ourselves and to one another and, um, and to others. And so this is another thing that it gives us a chance and an opportunity to quiet ourselves, to center ourselves, to go within, and then to start asking these bigger questions. Like this is this is this is real living, you know. This is the uh, this is the beauty that that uh, we we strive for in life. Like what gets us so excited, and it's. And then to take that to better someone else's life, that's, that's the great part of life right there. Well, you know, you're absolutely right. It allows them to see a bigger picture that you don't see when you're exercising your thumbs, texting people all day long, or, you know, you're walking and you're not talking with anyone. There's no really social activity going on between people on a personal level and so your organization also cuts into that and says okay now here you are and you're dealing with people one-on-one which is beautiful because we need to get back to that so many people are so disconnected because technology has done that and we've allowed it to happen but your programs allow people to really connect on a personal level and see the bigger picture and not think about just themselves but and it feels really good when you look at the bigger picture and you remember, okay, it's not about me. What is it that I'm doing? How is it going to affect the whole? Because when you do that, 
then things start coming to you in a much more abundant and, and quick manner, and you will start to see changes in your life. Now, Pass It Along itself is located in northwest New Jersey, and it's making a huge difference, as can be evidenced by the award you were notified you were receiving, I believe, next week, the New Jersey Heroes Award for inspiring fellow New Jerseyans to give back to their community. That is huge. That is really huge, Diane. Congratulations on that. That is quite an accomplishment. Kudos to you and your annual organization for a job well done. Would you tell us more about that award and your achievement? Yes, so that, oh, that was just so thrilling. And, and it's so thrilling because I think of the last 12 and a half, 13 years that it's all these young people. This is, this is you know, this organization has never been about one person. It's never been about a few of us. It's about the whole, and it's about the whole. The, it's, it's a movement, and it's so exciting that, um, uh, that, that you know, they're recognizing, the, and I see it, them recognizing the young people. That's exactly how I see it. Uh, but, yeah, we were notified last week, and um, it, it's a thrill, and we're going to actually have a service project where um, definitely First Lady um, Mrs. Christie will be coming, and she will be coming to give the award. And it's a great project that the high school teens are actually coming and it's it's a program called Seniors Gone Wired, and they're going yeah. to actually they're, they're going to actually teach seniors how to text message, how to email their grandkids, anything with technology. They're there to answer any, or to help them with anything to learn how to do Facebook pages and everything. Wow, you know that is, that itself is just great too to be able to do that on the heels of the award and. You know, given that wonderful acknowledgement that you're receiving, do you have any plans to expand, pass it along to either other parts of the state? And wait, let, let's not be too limiting here. How about other parts of the country? <laughs> you know, I, I, you, we have such a huge vision. You know, every time, especially when you're talking about the program Discovering Your Passion and Purpose, and you know because of what you're doing, T, um, there is such a, there's such an awakening going on right now. It's amazing. And what I do know is that our vision, it is huge, and we do believe that there's a great chance, well, not even a great chance, we believe this is going to be all over. We believe it has to be. It's not even that, oh, yeah, we think it's going to ha- It just, it has to be. The, the, our young, we see the young people just not even gravitate, even, even young people that might have their arms folded and it's just like, you're not teaching me nothing. <laughs> you know, you, kind of, you can feel kind of the energy. And it is amazing how you see them soften and their hearts open. You know, it can't be just one day. It needs to be a few. And then we're in touch with them. But it's, so we do know this, ha- this, is going, this is going to go places only because, not because of us or what we're it's because it has to there's a hunger for it that's why yes but you're an integral part of it let's face it you know you came up with this whole plan and it was given to you okay i'll say that because i know you'll correct me and say i didn't come up with it it was given to me it was laid on your heart i understand that but it was you that was chosen to do this so in an effort to uh, you know to make it go forward there's something there that that's very special about you to be able to take this and push it forward where it needs to go. Yes, it will happen because it has to, but the driving force behind it is you and your organization here in Northwest New Jersey. There is no doubt in my mind about that. 
Thank you, thank you, and I, I, I'm glad that you said it. We, uh, the whole idea, even discovering your passion and purpose, it just is amazing how that came about. Um, so again, not anything that I or our team could ever take credit for. Um, we kind of the thing we do best is get out of the way, and 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 we're keep, we keep being shown the way to go. That's what keeps happening here. And I think that's true of anyone who's working there living their authentic life and working their true passion and living the journey that they're meant to live. If you're doing what you're supposed to do here, whatever your purpose is, once you discover it, then everything is going to flow and things are just going to move along. And yeah, I mean, I don't come up with the ideas I come up with. They just fly into my head and I know that, but I'm the recipient of it. So I'm the one that has to bring it forth in the same way that you're doing what you have to do and your organization's doing what it has to do. And I think that's just across the board. If you're really open and you're pure and you're trying to see the bigger picture and, uh, you know, you're inspiring people and you're really living from your heart, that's what this is all about. When you're living from your heart, you can accomplish anything and it just kind of falls into place. It just seems to work that way. Would you agree with that? Oh, completely. Everyone, and we tell the young people this. We say, you know what? And we're in public schools. What what we say is, though, when you're when you're on the path, when you really start, because they say, how do you know it's for sure? And we say, everyone and everything just shows up. It's almost it's yep. almost magical how it happens. It is. It is magic. Yeah. You know, people say, oh, there's no such thing as magic. I'm like, you want to bet? (laughs) All you have to do is live from your heart, and everything becomes magic. That's not to say that there are not going to be obstacles, pitfalls, illnesses, or anything like that, but you will react to them better. You will get through things better. You will be able to handle things better because why? You're living from your heart, and you're seeing the bigger picture. So the obstacles will be seem less. They'll seem smaller, but you will get through them much more quickly, and you will get the support and help that you need. And I think that's really important for people to know. Your organization is all-encompassing. It's doing all of this stuff, and it's starting at a level that it needs to. We haven't – everybody starts reading self-help books, you know, maybe 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, whatever the age is, but nobody really starts people on self-help books and how to do things when they're in high school still, and your organization – you're not telling them to read self-help books. You are the self-help book. You're actually helping them and giving them this really wonderful head start so that they'll be able to move forward in life and, and be able to be better people that people will like to deal with and work with, and they're going to be able to make an impactful difference as well. That's already seen by some of the, uh, the stories that you've given us about the people going on to college and doing these wonderful things. They, I don't think they'd be doing that right now. I really don't if it weren't for Pass It Along. Well, and I love what you just shared. Like it's it really you 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 should be an ambassador. <laughs> you are you say it so well. <laughs> but it's um it is so it is so amazing to watch these young people and I love what you said because that's what drove me. I'm like, wow, I've I am so fortunate that I've got I've been able to go to retreats and I've been able to go to conferences and 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 read endless books and have friends circled around me that that are like-minded and people like you that are colleagues that um, that are like-minded. And that's what drove me personally with this program because I said, why 
why aren't we? Why aren't our young people knowing about this? Why can't they? Mm-hmm. Oh, they can. <laughs> they yeah. can. And yeah. Like you know, it, in the beginning, I wouldn't have even. I didn't even. Th- I just knew the end of mind that the the young people had to have this, right? I didn't. Mm-hmm. I I don't think if you told me right out of the gate that we'd be able to go in 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 classrooms and. I don't know if I would have been like, wow, really, you think? But but that kind of happened as it does. Um, but it was from the whole idea that, that is, that's what feeds us, right, T? At our age, that's what feeds mm-hmm. us, and that's what drives yep. us. And, and um, gosh, if you could, you know, if we did know this back at 16 and 17, how does that change all of our lives? So the idea that starting with them, and as a matter of fact, this year we're going down to the eighth graders. Uh, because the community in our area, five different schools, we're going to be in their health classrooms because they're like, can we start a little bit younger? We need to get this in wow. a little bit, you know, to the younger kids. Yes. It's so great that they know that, though. It's so great that they finally recognize and acknowledge that there is something missing and they need it and they're pulling it in. That is so wonderful that they're finally getting it. And, and, you know, and soon probably you'll be down to like fifth grade or fourth grade or, you know, you don't know. It can be adapted to any age. It, it can start very, 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 very young. You know, it's, it's just a matter of how it's presented to them. And I'm sure you'll come up with a plan for that as well. You know, Pass It Along is also responsible for volunteer recruitment and management for Sussex and Warren community organizations active in disaster. So it's yes. not just this part. You're, always, you're also active in the disaster part. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Would you elaborate? Yeah, sure. So they didn't have a, a group that um, could lead that and could manage that. And, uh, you know, we were, we were thrilled and honored to be asked to do that. And knowing especially, you know, we've got, we've got young people that a lot of times they're not even, you know, um, no one even thinks of them or not even doesn't think but doesn't even have access to, um, to the young people. And so the idea that um, in a disaster that everything's going to be on, you know, everything will be online. They already have all the trained um, people trained to, to, uh, to be ready for anything that may happen. And, uh, and the great part is ours is going to, our volunteer pool is going to come in with definitely adults, but it's going to come in majority of teenagers, which is great because, as I said, who really calls on them during a disaster usually. And what kind of disasters are you talking about? Is it uh, like um, a big, like Hurricane Sandy, or smaller, even smaller? It could be anything. Yeah, it could be smaller. Not like um, if it's a one individual, nothing like that. But um, you know, uh, yeah, think of anything happened where even um, a building, you know, something happened with the building um, that fell in or something. Um, definitely weather related. Uh, we had a, a, a road washed out one time. Um, mm-hmm. th- things that, you know, um, I, I'm thinking of, of trees and d- 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 all different things, Any, anything weather-related for sure. They're still actually okay. determining exactly how small and large that will go. Yeah. It, it's, but the fact that it's not just – so it's like you have two different things happening within your organization, and they're, they're – one is feeding into the other beautifully because you'll have the volunteer teenagers to help with the disaster plan. So that's great, you know, and, and no one else wanted to take that on. And yet you did. Oh, it it was, it was great because we knew we had the volunteer pool to do it. And they came in with the expertise of we'll, we'll have the manager, we'll have them all, everybody trained. So 
truly it's about us gathering everybody and getting everything online, and we could be uh, you know, up and running within minutes of, of any kind of disaster, so we would be ready for that. That's wonderful for people to know. It certainly gives a, you know, a sense of peace to know that there's somebody watching out, you know. And, uh, yeah, because I did not know that that was part of Pass It Along at all. Yeah, you know, we, we always we kind of laugh because we're like there is a lot to Pass It Along. So a lot of times we don't get um, every, we, you know, it's hard to convey our whole message, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, because there's so much to it. And yet you're out there in so many different places. People see it all. I moved to New Jersey in 2002, and I moved to this area the, six months later. I was in temporary housing until my house was ready. And I think it was 2004 or maybe five that I was at a church. Somebody had asked me, would you teach kids how to knit? It's a pass it along thing. I really didn't know the organization. I said, yeah, okay, I'll do it. I didn't, I didn't know much about pass it along. But I liked the premise because I said, oh, I'm always saying pay it forward. So I thought, oh, this must be similar to like, the stuff that I do. I had no idea how huge you were, you were until I met you and started looking into the organization and saying, oh, my God, this thing is way bigger than my little pay it forward, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it was and, a great and thing it's amazing. going on on a daily basis because the young people, that's the other part that I didn't go into so much, but we actually invite them. They learn about the issues because we do a lot of learning before, if they're going to serve in a homeless shelter, they're going to understand what the issues, what issues Mm. are. Like, why are people homeless? What does homelessness look like in this, in this area, because it's going to look different in all different areas. But let's talk sure. about that. We have those conversations, and then they serve. And then, T, so often we believe that the, the transformational piece of the volunteering is actually the reflection. We sit in a circle after the, the volunteering project, and we're, we talk about what difference have you made, and the kids get to talk about it. The adults talk about what difference they've made that day. And, and how did it make you feel? Let's talk about how you felt about it. And then what's next? Because you can't have that feeling and then just let that go. Like now, how do I feed that and how do I get more of that good feeling? Why do I help people? It's, it's really that, – that is, if you were to ask me, one of the most beautiful parts of, of the program. It's that it's giving every single one of us every one of us, me, I'm at the forefront of this, but it's, it gives all of mm-hmm. us purpose, all of us. Yeah. So there was a young girl that served with us every, she, she served with us all through her high school years. A couple of years ago, she, she would come back after college, she would come back and serve, okay, but what we didn't know is this, only her best friend knew that while she was serving with us, she was actually homeless for two years. And she was serving, and what she told me was, Diane, what I'll tell you is that's what kept me going. That's what kept me alive. I didn't feel good about myself. I was living with my mom and my sister in a homeless shelter. I didn't feel good about myself. I was ashamed. I felt totally not worthy, not good enough, all the things that we talk about. And she said, and the thing is, is I learned that I mattered. I mattered. I meant something to I meant something to these young people that I was serving. And she goes, it gave me a whole different look when outlook when I knew, wow, I did matter and I did mean something to somebody. And she went on to college. 
She went, and she was the first one in her family. <laughs> it's, it was a beautiful story. This is a girl that was so bright that she was actually accepted to University of Princeton. She was accepted to some of the best colleges in our country. And, mm. you know, and definitely it was made, you know, it was all scholarship. Um, and she, so she pushed. She was such an incredible student person. She was a beautiful spirit. You would have just, you, you would love her when you meet her. And um, what she did, she ended up going to county college so that she could stay with her mom. And it was a sister and mother, so that she could stay with them. She mm-hmm. went to county college and then went on to Rutgers. But um, it, was, it was just so beautiful because she, uh, you know, she did. She said, I, I found meaning and I found purpose and I found that I was important and I meant something. That is fabulous. That is just so fabulous. Uh, you know, what, what, a, what a wonderful accomplishment for her and to pass it along, you know. I mean, again, you know, it, it just it feeds off of each other. You know, if they're, given what you've been through and, and this wonderful journey that you are experiencing that is your life, if there was one thing that you could offer to someone who would want to, you know, take that leap of faith, is there any advice or a suggestion or a starting point that, you would suggest this is the first thing you need to do and then, you know, watch what happens. Is there some first step that you think the person you could give as advice for a person? Is that not a good up? Oh, Diane, are you there? Mm-hmm. Okay, I think we lost our, our caller, but I'm sure she'll call back in. <laughs> Sorry about that, people. Let's see. Anyway, we are talking with Diane Taylor, founder, president, and CEO of Pass It Along, a not-for-profit organization committed to helping teenagers become confident, resilient, and compassionate through self-discovery, volunteerism, and leadership. And you can learn more about Pass It Along by going to their website, www.passitalong.org. It's all one word, P-A-S-S-I-T-A-L-O-N-G.org. So be sure to check that out because, you know, it's a really good organization. And as you heard, there are some wonderful stories that came out of it. And you never know, something in your area might come up. There may be uh, an organization that you can join and introduce some ideas to them so that they can help teenagers (laughs) With all that's going on today, it really helps to keep them in line, too. They're, they're staying away from all the dreadful things that we all worry about. So, uh, you know, it's just it's a great thing. So um, we're waiting for her to call back in. I am going to see if I can get her to call back in uh, for just a minute here. So if you'd all hold on for just a moment, I'm going to play one song or start to play a song, and we'll be back in a second.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.